Maybe. Yes, sir! Today, we're ranking. At second base, so the Oakland A's take... Take... I'll tell you what, we're having a drink. Wow. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! The top sports announcers. Pristine voices. Hmm. High fly ball into right field. Auburn's gonna win the football game! I'm John Miller, along with Joe Morgan. We bid you welcome to our telecast. The team of the 90s. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five-inch cushion. I broke it. I'd be rolling torpedoes, get blunted with Rostas. <laughs> and for a hefty fee, I'm on your record, like Bob Costas. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a quarterback at Alabama, you see that lovely lady there? What an intro to. And look who's coming oh up. Oh my God. And look who's coming up. Welcome back to the twerk. You know what it is. Tell them. Epic. Tell them. Show. Show. Yes. We're excited. So excited. We're excited that you're here. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. And hey. as uh, Jay-Z said, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. <laughs> he did say that. Thank you. He also said other few other things that I can't say. Sure. 99 but, problems. Yeah. But a park bench ain't one. <laughs> park, Something like that. Park bench. And which is not a problem. <laughs> and I was just in Central Park, so Yes. When I saw a park bench that was open, oh my gosh. There, you had no problems. Yeah. And everybody was out. It had just rained a lot in New York. There was flooding. Yeah. And then Two days later, when it was Sunday and it was sunny out, oh my gosh, everybody was in New York. I think I saw all 12 million people. And they saw me wearing this shirt, by the way. Love it. I was a walking billboard. I love it. And the reactions I got were priceless. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And if you want to buy it yourself, mm -hmm. either this shirt or a hoodie or tell anything them. like that, it's right down there. Oh, you don't have to tell them. Right, right down here. there. You just click on it and buy it. So today... We're talking about sports announcers, mm. and I wrote down here why I like uh, sports announcers. Okay. To me, they are phenomenal storytellers, mm. and they, they help you understand the context of what you're seeing. You may, right. you may know, but you may not. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you may not know that this guy had the flu three days ago. Uh, you may not true. know that... Um, you know, you may not know the backstory, right? Yeah. You may know your team, yeah, but maybe you don't know some of the stuff that happened on the other team. Right. So you sometimes you don't know how big the moment is that you're watching, or mm -hmm. someone sets a record, big and one. and they'll say, "Hey, just so you know, this has never been done in yeah in history, especially if they're coming up on a record halftime." I don't know exactly, and you know, also like the they help with the uh, emotion. And the excitement. Yeah. You know, a good For one. For sure. A good one basically says, you should be excited about this. Like, he mm -hmm. makes sure you know, and, he, and the and the tone of his voice. Yeah. But, it, but it's also like a movie, right? Why have an aerator? You yeah. Know, because, because, yeah exactly. you, because you like it. Yeah. You know, it helps. For sure. The storytelling helps. Backstory. That, that's Everything. why I like a announcer. What about you? Yeah. Uh, that and it depends on like, well, not depends, because most play-by-plays are hired for a reason. They have a great voice. Yeah. And oh yeah. It's very uh it's very endearing. Yeah. And you feel like you know this person. Mm -hmm. Um and they're and generally they're 
really really nice people yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah so it's just like i could i could do hear this dude you know read the bible to me or any type of book yeah or whatever just like just read me this you know yeah. um and maybe which there's is probably a... why i have james earl jones on my <laughs> read reads the new testament on audible <laughs> <laughs> darth vader is reading the bible to me yeah i don't think you want like i like it you don't really want margot robbie to read the bible to you <laughs> no not really you know? I want to see her read the Bible. Yeah, you want to see, you want to watch her read the Bible to you. I don't want to hear. But if you had her on Audible, you're like, okay, <laughs> James, not as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, maybe Sigourney Weaver, she'd be a good sure, one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. I was going to say the same thing. Back in the day, or do with one of the yeah. yeah. Back in the day, oh, so, sorry, that reminds me. Did you see the Miley Cyrus? TikTok trend. Oh my gosh. Where yeah. she's she basically does the low voice, but she's like uh, uh really it's all about the journey or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they basically find all these things like gremlins <laughs> or the lady with the voice box who smoked her whole life. Oh my and, gosh. Oh, it's great. I'll see if I can find the internet wins a again. few here. But the first clip is Miley Cyrus, and the second clip is a French bulldog in his cage. The journey is usually the part that you remember, anyways. What I was going to say is like the old guys, not necessarily old guys, but um, back in the day, it was almost like the part of your resume that had to be there was your voice. Oh, okay. So like, it well, would, yeah. you obviously had to be good, but I'm just saying like step one yeah. is have a voice that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And when people hear it, they're it like, helps. I know who that is. Yeah. Like I, for sure. I don't have to look this up immediately. I know who's talking. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's something that yeah. um, at least in college football, they're playing around with in a way that I don't like. So, like, okay. they've got, like, Greg McElroy and Aaron um, oh. um, Aaron Murray. And, yeah. like, they're just not that good. And they're yeah. very just, like, normal-voiced. Who else? DJ. Oh, yeah. DJ Shockley. Shockley, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, just because you know the game doesn't mean – you're good at this. Yeah. Like, I do need the voice. Sure. Give me. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. today I think we're doing play-by-play. -play, yeah. Because it's all about the voice. Right. Right? For sure. Let's do it. Woo! Yeah! Today's Rushmore is sports announcers, play-by-play, -play, the best. Uh. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I will. I, one more thing I want to say. Okay. This is not a what I would call virtue signal ranking. Okay. So just like other Mount Rushmores, we are not sports experts. No. We are lovers by no means of sports. Right. And so these are we know some stats. We don't know all of them. These are people that we either have you know listened to ourselves uh -huh. for games or. There's enough context through documentaries or things that we... These are people we know. Yeah. So if we leave someone out because, you know, we're too young, mm -hmm. you know, forgive us. We're not saying that that guy isn't good or whatever. Right. It's just... Just wasn't our era. This is this is who we know and who we loved. Exactly. Just wasn't our era tour. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Man. That's a whole another One episode, thing I've realized right now this past week. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. Is Taylor Swift is potentially the most famous human on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. 
She is. It's kind She's of insane. By f- yeah. Um, by the way, Travis, good pull, bro. Well as, done. As Bill Belichick said, Travis, this is the best catch of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Of course he would say that. Okay. Without, without any further ado. <laughs> number four. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm on the bleachers. Sorry. <laughs> Nathan Cooley. Yeah. Who is your number four play-by-play guy of all time? Number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I debated about this one because there's a lot of good ones. But anyway, number four. He used to be on ESPN. Okay. But now he's the play-by-play for the San Francisco Giants. And that oh. is John Miller. John Miller. Him and Joe Morgan were on Sunday Night Baseball. <sighs> Can I... <sighs> <laughs> See, can I just say? So it wasn't a bad pick. Can okay, I just cool. say? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Because well, I didn't think so either. I almost put uh, Joe Morgan on my Rushmore. Oh, really? Uh, he's in my honorables. Okay. And it goes back to what I was saying. His yeah. voice. Yeah. I guess it was my childhood. Sure. Just hearing Joe Morgan on the video games, yep. on, on the on the baseball games, mm-hmm. but him and John Miller. Dude, so good. Is, wasn't it Sunday night baseball? Sh- yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Yeah. It was either Sunday night or Monday. I think it was Sunday night. Oh but, my god. But I remember that being. Uh, I think he was on there for like twenty years. I want to say. Wow. I'm John Miller, along with Joe Morgan. We bid you welcome to our telecast. When you think of the Milwaukee Brewers for a long, long time, you think of the combination of Molitor and Yount. And truly, both off to excellent starts this year. Molitor hitting nearly three forty. Legend. Well, he has bounced back, Joe. Well, he had the worst year of his career Dude, last year. so he's good. He's a two-time bro. MVP, and that's the way he's performing this year, like an Nin- MVP. So this is, uh, this is from 1991. So 1991? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, when the Braves started there. You're right, man. Being awesome. I, I actually I had John Miller on my honorables, too. Okay. But Joe Morgan came late because I forgot about him. Yeah. But his voice was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. He's good, too, man. But, but yeah, that that team was great, and John Miller's voice. I was just like, it it, it just made you feel good, you know. It's just like, because I, I mean, I was thirteen years old at the time, and listening to that, I'm just like, I was like, man, this guy's really good. When I didn't pay attention to announcers, I was like, this dude's good. Yeah, yeah. So he does the play by play for for the Giants, and he's well into his seventies. That's it's that, crazy. That's a good pick. He's dude. still good. I, I mad respect on that. That's that's a very good pick. Cool. All right. Yep. My number four. four. Let's hear it. My number four. We're gonna go into college football. Nice. Do a little. Whoa, Nelly. Oh yes, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, bro. <laughs> yeah. I I obviously didn't get to listen to a lot of his stuff as an adult, but yeah. I have since went back through documentaries, through mm-hmm. old YouTube clips. Yeah, you know, and I did see some of his stuff. Uh, like this is, oh, Nathan's chair is trying to kill him, and he has sunk. So, <laughs> but I don't know if you knew this because I did not know this, and it makes it even cooler. So a lot of people would argue that he's the at least in the top three, but if not the best college football. Oh an- yeah, announcer for sure. The coolest thing about he it is great. The last game he called. Was the 2006 Rose Bowl? Was it Texas USC? Texas USC. That was his last call. Man, what a way to go out! And I, I think consider I, one of the best games of all time. It's his, it's his Davinci Young call. Yeah. Fourth yeah. and five. 
I kind of feel like Joe. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. God, this game is amazing. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Incredible. Yeah. There it is. So, yeah. That was his literal last call. Like, what better game? Amazing. People have also argued that might be the best game oh, in yeah. college football. Yeah, for sure. Called by the best announcer. Mm-hmm. Just, just, and, you know, some, Amazing. Fun, some fun facts is that, like, he actually has been credited with naming Michigan Stadium the Big House. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Because it's, oh, I guess, that makes sense. And then the, the my other favorite thing that he used to say, um, I'm not going to do it justice, but he would go, we're going to play some football. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, it goes yes. back to just like the dude was obviously a fan of the sport. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just his job. Yep, for sure. I just loved it. Yep. But, and yeah, it, you could tell too, man. Just yeah. like, and all the phrases that he made up, just the, whoa, Nelly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And oh, the Rose Bowl being, being the granddaddy of them all. Yep. He was just, ah, he was great. Did he coin that phrase? I think so, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. He was just amazing. Yeah. So, all right, that's my number four. Legend. Number three. I like that one. Legend. What you got for number three? Uh, this guy did college football for a while. Okay. Uh, but he also has done other, other things. The first time I heard him was at the Masters, Vern Lundquist. Vern Lundquist. Yep. He, he, I would say him and Keith are neck and neck. Oh, for sure. Probably, right? Dude, Vern is so good, man. And I think he's still doing wasn't golf. He, wasn't he the one that got in trouble for like uh, talking about the hot girl in the in the stands? Um, he basically, oh. like, why he was, I think it might oh, have no, been no, no, AJ no. McCarron's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't him. Okay. No, but that guy's on my list, though. <laughs> we'll get to oh, him. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Vern was Vern. How? When did he retire? Do you know? Uh, from well, from CBS, not that long ago. No, it was like 2012, maybe 20. Let's see. No, it was later than that because he called the kick six. That was 2000. Well, no, that was 2012, wasn't it? Oh, the kick six. Yeah, that was a legend. Uh, shout out to the he, Auburn. Radio host. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Auburn's going go. to win the football game. <laughs> there goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. <laughs> yeah, that guy was going He nuts, was man. losing it. Yeah. Dear sure. God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord in heaven. Uh, I remember his Jack Nicholas call on the Masters. And he was putting for the lead, I think. And he had kind of a long putt. And if you watch the Masters, that is not an easy course. You can have like a two-foot putt and still miss that mug. I don't care how professional you are. You're probably going to miss sometimes. But he just made this long putt. And he goes, baby, yes, sir. <laughs> That's Vern Lundquist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. I kind of want to see if I can find that. So epic, bro. Uh, I found it. Maybe. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. So he wait, good. He waited till like it was right there. Oh, yeah. Maybe. For sure. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, you, you can tell he was getting excited too because he was, he was making that uh, comeback. And a, a lot of those good announcers, they they realize the moment. They mm-hmm. know when to shut up. Yeah. Like they know when space is needed. Yeah. And then because when you were playing that, I was like, wait, does he say it here? Yeah. But he just, like you said, he waited until the very end. They know what like, they're doing, man. Yeah, for sure. Number three for me. Yeah. Is a absolute legendary figure. Mm hmm. And I've read his um, autobiography. Okay. And it was extremely good. And that guy is... Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is... Do you believe in miracles? Uh, Al Michaels. Nice. Yes! Yep. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Uh, I love Al Michaels. Heard him calling the game last night. He... There's something about him. Yeah. Like he's just, he's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, great voice. As he, he did baseball, mm-hmm. he did football. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the guys that's in my honorables was a guy that often did calls with Al Michaels when Al Michaels did games in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But this is game three of the 1989 World Series uh, okay. when they had the earthquake in the middle of. Oh, the, in San Francisco. Yeah. In okay. the middle, uh, and it was Al Michaels and Tim McCarver. Oh, yeah. And look, look. Well, we just lost this year, by the way. Tim McCarver, I I wish the Rushmore was bigger. Yeah. Because he was so good to me. But, you know. Dude, it, playoffs? But, so check this out. So for those who don't know, during, during this game, an earthquake happened, yeah. and the broadcast was shut down. Yeah. And the way that they it's had right before do. the game started. At... Second base, so the Oakland A's take. Take. I'll tell you what, we're having a real. Wow. Wow. That seems like a movie, but that was real time. Then Al Michaels comes in here and, like, he's yelling. Yeah. Hang on. I don't know if we're on the air or not, and I'm not sure I care at this moment, but we are. Well, folks, that's the greatest open in the history of television. Bar none. Yes, it certainly did. We're still here. We are still, as we can tell, on the air, and I guess you are hearing us, even though we have no picture and no return audio. That's and crazy. Insane, Man. right? Yeah. Just to be like to be that professional too, and just during the midst of all that chaos, just man. So, Nathan. Yes, sir. Now we're at number two. Ooh. Who you got number two play-by-play? This is the one we were alluding to earlier about A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. Uh, one of the greatest voices in co- well, college sports, really, because he did basketball, too, and he was good at that. But mostly <laughs> he's known for college football, Saturday and, night games. And known for... Can you give us a little bit of background? So AJ McCarron's girlfriend was AJ McCarron's girlfriend was in the stands and the cameraman caught her. Okay. And Brent Musburger saw this woman he, he and couldn't contain himself. Yeah. That's he just amazing. Said what he thought. There you go. Into the game. And this is the national championship, uh, by the way. When you're a quarterback at Alabama, you see that lovely lady there. She <laughs> does go to Auburn. I want to admit that. But she also Miss Alabama, and that's AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Okay. And right there on okay. the right is D.D. Bonner. That's A.J.'s mom. Wow, I'm telling you quarterbacks, 
Look at all the good-looking women. That's a, what a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing some, some things right down in so Tuscaloosa. you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Bob. Dude, one of the greatest non-sports calls ever. Start getting the football and throw oh, it around in your backyard. Burger. Oh, my gosh, dude. dude. <laughs> Oh man, oh. Brent Musburger was—he was another versatile dude. Knew um, a few sports. I think he did like ABC's Wild World of, Wide World of Sports. So, so he did you know everything um, back in those days too. But uh, but yeah, that voice is just so recognizable, so recognizable. so uh, so elite, yeah, so pristine. I mean, the guy was great until he retired. That's amazing, and uh, and you know, I obviously we heard there Kirk Herbstreet was with him, yeah, and started filling in for the uh, color commentary, yeah, so, which he's an animal too, so he's he's so good at yeah. what he does, yeah, he is. He's, so those two was great, they were great, and um, but um, Brent Musburger, man, one of the goats, dude was good, man, yeah, he's also on my Rushmore of best burgers, so there you go, Musburger, mm-hmm. <laughs> you must have it. <laughs> <laughs> Side note there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number two was almost my number one. Oh, okay. Uh, but because both of my number two and my number one, spoiler alert, are baseball. Okay. Uh, so my number two, a lot of people don't like him and a lot of people love him. And I personally uh, don't care if you do I like him. With this one. I love him. And his name is Bob Costas. Mm. Huge. Nice. Fan of and I, I know he said baseball, but he's done. Yeah. He did the Olympics. For, he's a versatile dude too. He almost made my top four. What I think he did it from night. I think he did eleven Olympic games. Oh yeah, from like ninety two to twenty sixteen, where he yeah. got pink eye. Poor guy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Rio. Just, yep. Like, oh my yep. god. That was a good example of how terrible those Olympics were. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> oh gosh. What a what an absolute uh, Rio. I think. Right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I have, yeah. I have a lot of things to prove why I love Bob Costas. One of the things is he is one of the most, he is a massive baseball fan mm-hmm. and he knows so, so much. And this is why a lot yeah. of people don't like him because mm. they're like, we don't want a documentary while you're doing the game. I do. Yeah. I want to hear from Bob Costas. For sure. And yeah. my, one of my most memorable ones is when the Braves won the world series in 1995 mm. and he goes, um, so uh, they hit the fly ball to Marquise Grissom, mm. and right when Marquise catch it, catches the ball, he goes, the team of the 90s has its world championship. And this is it. Great call. Bayerga is 0 for 3. Mark Wallace. Left center field. Grissom on the run. The team of the 90s has its world championship. Oh. Uh-huh. Too good, dang! But yeah. then, but then, it bit me in the in the tail because he also did the same thing for the Yankees uh, in 1999. Oh yeah! So we were the team of the 90s, right? Well, yeah. when the Yankees won, apparently the Yankees were the team of the decade, which is true. But you know, which it, is still the 90s. It hurt. Um, yeah. But this is how I'm calling that one. And it was against the Braves. A pop in the shadow left. The New York Yankees, world champions. 
team of the decade, most successful franchise. Mm. Okay, that oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah, that hurts. My, but he also was kind of like funny. So he there's this clip where he quotes Ludacris. I'm just like, this is so good. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> uh, Who's your favorite rapper? You you know I I have got to give props to Ludacris. I think he was the first one to name check me. <laughs> <laughs> it went something like this. I'd be rolling torpedoes, get blunted with Rostas, and for a hefty fee, I'm on your record like Bob Costas. <laughs> it was at that point, boys, where I said to myself, if I step off a curb right now and get hit by a bus, I've lived a full life. <laughs> uh, that's so, hilarious. I've never seen that. Oh, my gosh. He was in the Ken Burns baseball documentary, which if, you're, if you oh, haven't, yeah. haven't seen that, it is the best baseball thing ever um anyway he talks about this story about uh baseball but also babe ruth anyway check this out kind of bad quality but baseball is a human enterprise therefore by definition it's imperfect it's flawed it doesn't embody perfectly everything that's worthwhile about our country or about our culture but it comes closer than most things in American life. And maybe this story, which is probably apocryphal, gets to the heart of it. This is it. An Englishman and an American having an argument about something that has nothing to do with baseball. It gets to the point where it's irreconcilable, to the point of exasperation, and the American says to the Englishman, ah, screw the king. And the Englishman is taken aback, thinks for a minute and says, well, screw Babe Ruth. <laughs> Now think about that. The American thinks he can insult the Englishman by casting aspersions upon a person who has his position by virtue of nothing except for birth. Nothing to do with any personal qualities, good, bad, or otherwise. But who does the Englishman think embodies America? Some scruffy kid who came from the humblest of beginnings, hung out as a six-year-old behind his father's bar, a big, badly flawed, swashbuckling palooka, who strides with great spirit, not just talent, but with a spirit of possibility and, and enjoyment of life across the American stage. That's an American to the Englishman. You give me Babe Ruth over any king who's ever sat on the throne, and I'll be happy with that trade. Come on, Dang. dude. Like that. Dang. So When I watched that yeah. for the first time, I was like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I knew I liked baseball, but <laughs> right. Put, you put it like that. Yeah. Plus with that setup, too. Just yeah, like, it's like listen. It's not perfect. It's not you know by like America. You know doesn't describe America in all of its glory or whatever. But then you just like then you related to the <laughs> to the, the king. king. Yeah, I was like, oh my so god, dude. <laughs> all right, so let's really quickly, I guess, go through our um, honorable mentions. Okay, mm so let's do rock paper scissors, of course. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. We alluded to it earlier, and Dick Emberg is on here. Okay. Um, because of the, uh, him doing football, he had a great voice. Yeah. Gosh, he was so good. And that Muhammad Ali moment where he lights the torch and picks it up with his Parkinson's and just yeah defies it all. And Emberg, you can hear his voice trembling, just goes, oh, my. Yeah. With 100,000 people just yeah. cheering it's insane. their butts off. Oh, my gosh. It was it was one of the greatest moments ever. Gus Johnson, Mike Breen. Bang! 
Bang. Bang. That's yeah, yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> Dick Stockton. Marv Albert. Is that a Larry Bird fan or a Sparrow fan? Pat Summerall. Joe Buck. I can't I can't join you on that one. No. But <laughs> he does have a great the voice. voice. Yeah, the voice. Excellent voice. Puts him over the top. Jim Nance. All the carries. Skip, Harry, oh, yeah. and Chip. Skip and Harry had their own thing. You know, now the Braves win the baseball. Well, yeah. Know, World Series champs. That's Skip. You know who he is. Harry. Hi. You yeah. know, um, and Chip was more refined. Yeah. Uh, and is now doing the Cardinals and just got a great, superb voice. Mm-hmm. Greg Gumble, Chris Fowler, Keith Jackson, and Mike Tirico. Yeah. Mike Tirico, I remember him doing a Virginia Tech game, but I remember him announcing and it was a punt return, started running back, and then this Tech guy just came out of nowhere and just blindsided the blocker and just went boom and yeah. like shook Mike Tirico and Mike Tirico goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I've never heard him sound like that ever. And I, I don't think I ever heard him again like that. But so. Okay. So my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. um, I can't go with Joe Buck, but I will go with Jack Buck, his dad. Oh, his dad. Okay. Larry Munson. To the 30. Lindsay's got 35, 40. Lindsay's got 45, 50, 25, 20, 50, 10, 5. Lindsay's got. Lindsay's got. Lindsay's got. I can't believe it. 92 yards, and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five-inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart, 26 to 21. Dogs on top. We were gone. I gave up. You did too. We were out of it and gone. Miracle. Bob Euchre. Oh, of course. Uh, Major League movie. Just a bit outside. Yeah, just a bit outside. And then um, <laughs> Vern. I had Vern on there. Nice. Uh, Sean McDonough. He's the one where he had kind of, you know, like the kick six game. He had a similar one with Michigan State. Oh, uh, yeah. When they fumbled or whatever. Yeah, and Michigan. he was like, uh, mm-hmm. his call, he just lost his mind. And he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Tim McCarver, Don Sutton, which nice. was a 90s Braves yeah, for uh, sure. announcer. Which, yeah, Don Sutton was good. And also a great player. Yeah. Uh, the professor, Peter Van Weeren, also a uh, Braves guy. Yeah. And then all the carries. I really like Brad Nessler. Oh, dude. Brad Nessler is great. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then Pat Summerall. That was mm. that was my list. Nice. So. I like it. Man, here we go. Brad Nessler should be on my mother one. He's so good, dude. Yep. Cooley number one. Let's go. Uh, it's Dude, you already mentioned Mr. Al Michaels. Al Michaels. With probably one of the greatest calls ever in sports history. The Miracle on Ice. The Miracle on Ice. Yeah. So freaking good. So good. And like his voice is just ridiculous. And like and the and it's funny because um what's his face? Um sounds just like him. Oh it's what's he do? Like what sport? So he, well, he doesn't do sports, he's a radio guy. Oh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern, yes. They sound exactly alike. Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. So, like, when one of them's talking, I was like, oh, that sounds like Al Michaels. Oh, that sounds like Howard Stern. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's weird. But uh, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Just so excited. Yeah. And just like true sports fan. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, he, I mean, he pretty much does football all the time now. But back in the day, I mean, you could throw any sport at it. He'd just be like, okay. 
and he'll sound great. You would have to watch every one of these games and read the newspaper and the sports section and keep up. Listen, whatever you do, I mean, you have to study it. Uh, you know, when I signed on with ABC in 1977 full-time, they send out right. the assignment sheet. What's the first assignment I get at ABC? I'm doing the World Barrel Jumping Championships. <laughs> he can do it's, anything. It's amazing. And like I said, obviously in the 80s and 90s, he did yeah. baseball too. And mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. He, I, he, if it wasn't for my massive fandom of baseball, I think Al Michaels would have been my number one mm, because I've you. always loved him. Yeah. I always loved him. He's right. So good, man. Yeah, dude. So good. I feel you. Okay. So, my number one. My number one is the goat for me. Yeah. Vin Scully. Oh, wow. Okay. Legendary sports broadcaster, I mean, most well known for he didn't suck. the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he, he was. Yeah. He was so good, and and I picked him because, you know, he was the announcer for some of the most legendary moments in the sport. Yeah. So he called the Bill Buckner game mm. when the ball went under. Buckner. Yeah. Yep. He called that one. Little roller up along first, behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Yeah. He called the Hank Aaron 715. Confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. Fade away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. And then, lastly, probably the, to me, the greatest call he ever did was the 1988. World Series, oh, which was Dennis Eckersley mm-hmm. pitching against Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson, and Jeez. the story behind this was before the game, Kirk, Gip, Kirk Gibson had hurt both of his legs. Yeah, so he wasn't um, cleared to play the game. Right. So he sat out the whole game until the very end, where he was brought in to pinch hit. Mm-hmm. And the Joker had the just most intense. At bat. Yeah. And then hits a freaking home run. Against Dennis Eckersley, who's one of the greatest one of the greatest pitchers savers ever. of all time. Yeah. He's just insane. All time. Insane. Yeah. So it was uh it was bottom of the ninth, two outs, and he hit a two run walk off home run. It's when you're a kid in the backyard. That's exactly what you say to yourself. Yep. So absolutely. This I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but this is just pure. And look who's coming up. What an intro to. And look who's coming oh up. Oh, my gosh. And then they let the crowd take over. Yep. So they had this intense battle. Yeah, I can see why you picked this, because you're a huge baseball fan. Yeah. Totally get it. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. Hmm. High fly ball into right field. She Wow. And the way he liked that. Like he can barely run. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Vin Scully for me, he's just dude. He's a goat, bro. He's he's, he's amazing to he's me. He's a goat. He's he's absolutely amazing. And yeah. again, 
He lets you know what you are watching. Yeah. He made it very clear that this Kurt Gibson Eckersley battle was it was yeah. insane. Yeah. Like they what you're stuff. What you're watching is insane. Yeah. And the other thing, fun fact. We'll just it's a fun fact. A really fun fact. A fun fact. Yes, it is. If it ain't fun, it's not a not a fact. So the fun fact is, people whine and complain about the new timer in baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, if you don't know what that is, just Google it. There's a new rule this year. Right. I never complained, but I did a test. I pulled up this this entire Kurt Gibson. Oh my gosh. Dennis Eckersley battle. Every single bit of it falls in line with the they complied with the new rules really so it was later baseball that yeah started taking more time right back in the day they always pitched in like five seconds eight seconds yeah i know greg maddox yeah much greg l- maddox is like let's go it's ready i'm ready 15 seconds it's insane yeah like so like even this legendary battle mm-hmm. you know i've heard people say well Imagine applying those rules to the Dennis Eckersley blah 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 bat. Well, I did. I went back yeah. and watched it, and it lines up perfectly. Right. They would not have gotten. Yeah. M- maybe one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like every exactly. other time, they were just. Yep. Dead on. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. I watched baseball this year. I, I sometimes I forgot the the counter was even there. Exactly. Because that's what the game it just felt like a natural baseball game. If you played baseball, you know. You know. Yeah. You should know. Yeah. You need to be pitching by eight seconds. Yeah. This this other stuff is just... Anyway, I'm going to get off on a rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Best sports announcers of all time. Mm. This is a good one, buddy. There we go. And before you say anything, obviously, Howard Cosell. That's the one was I was a, saying. Yeah. But that wasn't my time period. That wasn't JT's time period. Exactly. I just don't remember. I mean... I have... I was barely alive when he... I have a uh, Bob Costas talking about Howard Cosell real quick. Oh, nice. What's the deal with you and Howard Cosell? Met him for the first time uh, at the World Series in Baltimore, the Phillies and the Orioles. He's wearing that hideous mustard yellow ABC blazer. He's brandishing a cigar about the size of a Louisville slugger. And I say, (laughs) Mr. Cosell, my name is Bob Costas. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he goes, I know who you are. You're the child who rhapsodizes about the infield fly rule. I'm sure you'll have a fine career. And he flicked the cigar ash and walked back into the booth. And my first thought is, this is the biggest schmuck I have ever encountered. (laughs) But then in the next instant, I'm thinking, no, 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 this is great. I got the full Howard Cosell treatment. And here we are, got a story (laughs) I'm telling some so I, wow. yeah, I saw that, but I agree. That's I cool. I can't say him because I just wasn't I our time. Have very little right. reference of him. Yeah, for sure. But I won't argue with you if you say he's the best. Maybe he was. So sure. If, if you were alive during that time, I know he had the John Lennon call on the Monday Night Football game. Yes, just, he had to announce that to everybody. Just epic. One uh, more night. Bob Minery. <laughs> It's the guy like is super vulgar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. God, that guy is so funny though. Well, that's all we got today, folks. Thank yep. you for turning turning into the turning. Thank you for tuning in to the Twerk Ethics Show. I got one more honorable mention for this. Jeremy Thomas. <laughs>
You're you're my play by play guy. I'm just a commentary. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. All day. And with, and with that, go. We will see you later on the twerk. Ethics Ethic. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. Peace. It's the twerk ethics show. It's the twerk ethics.